Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Final segment of the day. Speak now, forever hold your peace, even though I accidentally X'd out of the call box. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Axel, I am doing the show right now. Could you leave the room? I got to take – I'm sorry, Connor. I got to take my kid to the park after this. Liz told him I'd take him to the park. You don't care, do you, Connor? Why are you apologizing to me for that? I don't know because I was talking to my son right there in the middle of the damn segment. We're trying to do the damn show here. Let me take a call before we do work or shoot? Yeah. I really wish – I really wish I would have been able to get to you earlier and what you said that was really stupid. I don't think that I, – I don't think I'm going to be able to give it enough cr- credit for how stupid it was. I'm going to take David and Buffalo. I need you to punch up David and Buffalo for me there, okay? No, I got him here. Here we go. I'm going to punch up David and Buffalo. I'm going to talk to David and Buffalo. Then I'm going to call you out for being dumb. You got it? It sounds like a plan. All right, here we go. David and Buffalo, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, Ken, uh, thanks for taking my call, man. Um, yeah, you know, you're, you're talking about coaches and changing their ways. Uh, you know, I, I look at two guys, obviously Belichick, you know, obviously with the defensive guy. I look at McDermott, though, here in Buffalo. You know, when he came in with the Bills, he was a real conservative coach, defensive-oriented, win games 13-10, to 17-9, low-scoring games. And look at how he's evolved. That's how, you know, the good coaches in any sport evolve by playing to what the talent is. You know, if you try to jam a system into somebody, it goes like in any place in life, in any job. You know, if your system is more important than the employees or the or the players or whatever, it usually doesn't work and people don't last that long. And I've seen that a lot in my line of work, too. So at the end of the day, man, you, you have to confer, you have to kind of change your system. And that's where you got to be relatable to the players or the employees you got. David, I thank you very much for the call, my friend. David in Buffalo. You can go back and listen to that, cbssportsradio.com, what I said about those coaches. No, I think it's, I think what David said is true. I also think that people are – I think some people are a little bit nervous, and they should be about their jobs because I, I, people are ripping Ryan Pace up and down, and I tell people, hey, don't worry about Ryan Pace. He's going to get fired. We all know that. Why are we wasting time on Ryan Pace? Connor, I said I was going to do this. So do you believe – so for clarification – because some people got what I what I said about the NBA. They, they got it mixed up saying I was talking about the actual wins and losses of the league. I'm getting, like, several tweets from, like, NBA-only accounts who are going after me for this. I'm going, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
You're telling me that, that the NBA media does not support players going to bigger markets like L.A. and New York? Are we, are we being serious about this? You're trying to tell me that, that nothing was written about Giannis Antetokounmpo for years leaving the Milwaukee Bucks and how he could still leave the Milwaukee Bucks? We didn't do this with LeBron? What are we talking about here? Hey, thanks for listening, but you got to listen. Try not to be worked into a shoot over here. But Connor, so I want to get you clear, because earlier this week, Carlos Rodon threw a no-hitter. He could have threw a perfect game. He hit Roberto Perez of the Cleveland Indians on the foot. And a big conversation started between myself and my producer in my weekday show about what's right and what's wrong about trying to wreck a perfect game. Because it was the ninth inning. It was the bottom, it was top of the ninth inning because they were playing the game at Chicago with the White Sox. Top of the ninth inning. It's an 8 nothing game. He said, 8 nothing, mind you. He said it was fine to go out there and try to lay down a butt to wreck a perfect game. This is something you agree with, Connor. I agree 100%. I think if you get, if you allow a pitcher to pitch a perfect game or a no-hitter against your team, that's an embarrassment. So you have to do whatever you can do to break up the no-hitter, to break up the perfect game. If there's no, if they're shifting on a guy and there's nobody down the third baseline, you lay down a bunt. Or if you're speedy, lay down a little drag bunt. If you get on base and you break up that perfect game or that no-hitter, you yeah. save your team the embarrassment. Okay. That, to actually argue this, this is where worker shoot probably just goes out the window because I, I called him dumb and I got to call you dumb too. Because that is, first off, you're talking about bad karma. Second of all, you're talking about getting somebody hurt because if somebody goes and lays down a bunt, they're getting beaned in the next baseball game. I can guarantee you that. Like a fight's going to break out. They're, and you're lucky if just a fight breaks out because someone's getting beaned for it. You had eight innings previously. If it's if it's a World Series game and it's one nothing and the pitcher's pitching a perfect game, I think that maybe, yes, that goes out the window, that a guy should probably try to break up a perfect game no matter what because they want to get their team back in the game. That I can understand. It's 8 nothing. It was April 12th, Connor. Are you nuts? Hey, if Carlos Rodon wasn't working on his uh, fielding in the offseason and he can't get over there and field that bunt, then he doesn't deserve the perfect game or the no-hitter. You he doesn't deserve you it. You don't believe this. I don't believe you, I don't believe you mean this. I oh, I mean it 100%. You're a Mets fan? I'm a Yankees fan. And right. the Yankees earn everything they get. Oh, and they so that's that? why I have that perspective that I do. Oh, the Yankees earn everything they get, right? It's all earned. It's all hard oh, work yeah. and dedication and oh, pinstripes. Yeah. They can they can pay off people who don't work out. Where other teams would be hamstrung for years, they can pay Carl Pavano to go away. Where another team might be bankru- bankrupt over something like that. I mean, you do know there is a classiness to the game that's played. The game is meant for gentlemen originally, correct? It's meant for gentlemen, but I'm sorry. If you're Carlos Rodon, you don't just get a perfect game. You don't just no get a no-hitter. No, 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 no. No one's just giving him a perfect game or giving him a no-hitter. And I defended Roberto Perez because I think that there was a couple of people who said, and they, they were right, I thought so, that he wasn't fooled by a pitch or maybe he was fooled by what type of slider it was going to be. And while his hands broke and went to get out of the way with his belly a little bit, his foot couldn't move in time and it went to a different place. That I was fine with with Roberto Perez. Plus, it's his pl- it's his box. The pitcher, I think some people were a little bit too nervous or too sensitive over Michael Conforto the week before and how the Mets won the game. But I think a little people were too sensitive about that. But I thought overall Roberto Perez has the right to his box and he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to, 
to get out of the way or just dive out of it like it's a car coming. Hey, he moved some of his body, didn't move the rest of his body, got hit on the foot. He doesn't have to give you a perfect game. That part is true. But if you're in the bottom of the ninth inning, Connor, and you're laying down a bunt, you are laying down a bunt, you are causing problems for your team because somebody is getting beaned. You have to understand that, right? You need to get on base by any means necessary. And the you fact had that eight innings by, by any means necessary to get on base, you couldn't do that. But baseball is a nine-inning game. You get all nine innings. And Rodon looked almost annoyed that Roberto Perez didn't try to get out of the way of his pitch. So if that's the case, like, what do you think this is? You think he just has to get out of the way? He can do whatever he wants. If you throw at him, you know, and you you miss with your location no. and you hit him. No. Then I, what the no. next guy I would have done is immediately bunted on him. No. No, 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 no. That's not what I, I, he has the right to the box. It's his box. There is, according to the rules, there needs to be a reasonable effort to get out of the way. A reasonable effort to avoid being hit by the pitch. Now, that's going to be in the eye of the, of the umpire, all right? There has to be a reasonable effort. But you're talking about laying down a bunt in the ninth inning after a, a, during a perfect game with an 8 nothing lead, for crying out loud there. I mean, there, there are some things that, yeah, I can't condone in the spirit of the game. Technically, you can do whatever you want. If, if you really want to go up there and lay a bunt down, go ahead and lay a bunt down. But I think for a manager, you have to have you have to have responsibility over your team. You have to have responsibility for the safety of your team, even because again, someone's getting beaned, someone's getting dotted the next day, or there's a fight that's going to break out right then and there. And then you have to answer to that. I mean, what about your own your own common decency? Something that you have to answer about for the rest of your life. I think there. You're telling me. Hold on, Terry Francona, who's been in Major League Baseball since he was a kid, because his dad played Major League Baseball. You're saying he should condone, go up there and wreck it. You're also looking at. I know you never, you've never seen movies because you have no point of view, because you have no personality. <laughs> this is part of your problem here. You saw Goodfellas. You didn't even. I don't even know if you've seen Goodfellas. You didn't like The Godfather, so I don't know if I could throw this to you. Did you or did you not see For the Love of the Game with Kevin Costner? I uh, never have, no. Okay, at the end of that movie, Billy Chappell's throwing a perfect game. The manager of the Yankees tells the rookie to go up there and wreck it by laying down a bunt. That's a villainous move. That's something they tell villains to do. That's not an everyday thing. That's not something that is that has looked good upon in the game of baseball. It, if it, And also this. If you're a manager that allows something like that to happen, or a player who actually does it, what's worse? Being no hit, or having a perfect game pitched on you, or being known as the person, the coach, the player who did something like that? It's probably the latter, because how many perfect games have there been? How many people have, re- well, there's been 27 perfect games, I believe, right, the last count? 27 perfect games. There's been way more no-hitters. How many people really remember perfect games? But if you throw down a bunt to wreck a perfect game, I mean, forget about it. You would be remembered as the guy who has so much heart and so much dedication that you you would do the thing that not many players would do, and you laid down that bunt. you'd You'd be remembered as the loser who did something like that. You'd be remembered as the poor sport the loser, the man without integrity, who ordered the code red, who actually executed the code red. That's what you would be remembered by, Connor. 
You'd be remembered in the class of guys like Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan would never let someone no-hit his team. He would lay a bunt down no, in two seconds. You'd be in no, the class of Jordan, He wouldn't let his Brady. team be no-hit because he'd get a hit before that. He wouldn't put him in a position to be no-hit. Michael Jordan ain't going down like that. No one's going down like that. Tom Brady would lay equate, that bunt down. I don't know down. how you equate him to that, but either way, go ahead. What? Tom Brady would lay a bunt down if he had to. That's Tom the Brady heart and dedication. Tom Brady would not lay a bunt down. Down eight, Tom Brady would not lay a bunt down. If Tom Brady would have laid a bunt down, then they would have beaten Tennessee and he'd still be a Patriot. <laughs> National radio, you've embarrassed yourself. And now we don't even have time for work or shoot. Do you want to do one work or shoot? I can try to fit one work or shoot in. Let's go. Let's hit it. There's a saying in professional wrestling when two guys exchange words and they say they work themselves into a shoot. Go. Hit it. All right, Ken. Number one, Julian Edelman announced his retirement earlier this week after 12 years with the Patriots. Edelman ends his career as a three-time Super Bowl champion and was Super Bowl MVP against the Rams in 2018. Still debate rages as to whether or not he should head to the Hall of Fame as he never made the Pro Bowl, never had 10 touchdowns in a season, and only had 1,000 receiving yards three times. So can work or shoot, despite pedestrian regular season numbers, Edelman is a Hall of Famer because of his postseason heroics. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. I think he's getting into the Hall of Fame. And I highlighted that at around 11.40. Maybe it was a little later than that. Uh, I, I think he's getting into the Hall of Fame. I'll tell you why. You look to the second. I went over with this with two Boston sports guys earlier this week. I asked Gresh, I asked everybody. Uh, the second dynasty, because it's really two dynasties split up over 20 years that the, that the Patriots had. Tom, Bill, Gronk, Welker, question mark, Mankins, maybe. And if you put Light, Matt Light, in the Hall of Fame, that's going to be difficult or to, to say it's part of that dynasty because Matt Light never won a Super Bowl with the Patriots. Vinatieri, Vinatieri has a story. Vinatieri has a case. But I, I, but when you look at it, how many guys are really Hall of Famers, bona fide, guaranteed Hall of Famers from that team? Three guys. Gronk, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. From the 72 Dolphins alone, Shula, Greasy, Zonka, Langer, Little, Warfield, Bonacani. That's seven guys right there. I think we love to tell stories. The voters are writers. Writers love to tell stories. Julian Edelman's a good story. As long as he stays on the straight and narrow, he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think Julian Edelman gets in the Hall of Fame. I So I have to say it's a shoot. This, my friends, is a shoot. That ended up being a good would you rather. Or excuse me, a good would you rather. That's another segment in another show. <laughs> that ended up being a good worker shoot. Well done there, Connor. I'm sure you disagree, and I'm sure I would disagree. I think there's plenty of guys who deserve to get in over Julian Edelman. And I'm glad they wait five years to put guys in the Hall of Fame because the conversation about Julian Edelman got brought up when they beat the Rams. And I said, there's absolutely no chance he's a Hall of Famer. And I got hammered on this show, and I got hammered on my everyday show. He just crushed. And now the prevailing thought is no. All it took was just a couple of years and people to calm their their jets a little bit. That's all. But I think because of the story, he's not a Hall of Famer, but he might get in. He would get in. Big thanks to Pierno Green, Belletti. Mike McCann as well. Andrew Filipponi is next. Let the hilarity ensue. I'm Ken Carmen. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye. It's been your pleasure. I'm out of here.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 